0: Evening. Oh, that was some good worship. It's great looking at, at the name of Jesus, hearing the many names of, uh, of Jesus, the names we call on him for. Tonight we're looking at, um, well we've got two passages tonight, Ben's going to come up a little later on. Um, but, but now we're looking at uh, Jesus healing the two blind men. Uh, we're, we're going to be reading from Matthew 9, uh, verse 27, if you want to join me uh, there. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied, Then he touched their eyes and said according to your faith let it be done to you and their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly see that no one knows about this but they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. This Unstoppable God series has really challenged me in my thinking, in the way I live, in the way I relate to people, in the way I relate to Jesus and in my my prayer life when I'm praying for others, when specifically we're praying for healing, um, I've found that um, the call to, to do the things that Jesus did and yet even greater things is one that just, just blows my mind. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how you're finding it, whether it's challenging you. I'd encourage you to keep pushing out. We're going to look at, at some of the things brought up in, uh, in this passage tonight um, that will touch on things like faith, Um, appealing to the mercy of God. Um, So just as we work through this passage together, as we look at Jesus, as we look at encountering him and what that looks like, um, I'd I'd encourage you to to just in your hearts be opening them up to him. Um, We're praying for more faith. I want more faith to see the things that he's called us to. So these two men, two blind men are walking uh, with Jesus, and no doubt a, a large crowd of people, and they call out to him, have mercy on us, son of David. Now the question I want to ask is, is why would they refer to him as son of David, and not as Jesus, not as friend, not as teacher? Um, and and the, the answer I came up with was, was that it demonstrates their faith in him as the Messiah, and it, it displays their understanding of the Old Testament scriptures that point towards Jesus. Um, We read in 2 Samuel 7, um, God's promise to David through the prophet Nathan, uh, where it says, your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Now the two blind men clearly knew that Jesus was the Messiah and that he had uh, supernatural power and authority. He has all power and authority and therefore that he was able to heal them. Interesting, interestingly, they asked for, for mercy. They didn't ask for healing. <laughs> they didn't come to him and say, hey, can we, can we see? <laughs> Would you heal our eyes? Would you open our eyes? They appealed to the compassion uh, of Jesus. They, they asked for a, an undeserved act of kindness from him. And that's the same thing that we appeal to when we we come to Jesus and ask forgiveness. When we come and ask for protection for us, for our families, we're appealing uh, for mercy. When we come for healing, we're appealing to his mercy and he loves loves us. (laughs) He has compassion on us. Jesus is the fulfillment of, of many of these Old Testament prophecies in all of them, but we'll look at a few tonight. So Jesus was the son of David, he wasn't a son of David, he was the son of David because what that means is that he was the promised Messiah, the one we just just read about um, in 2 Samuel and there were many prophecies about him and what he would do. We find um, actually this this passage we've just read um, from Matthew 9 is the first uh, account written where Jesus heals blind people or a blind man. and, and there's some prophecies that I just want to link up to. Uh, so from Psalm 146, where it says, The Lord gives sight to the blind. Isaiah 35, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. And then uh, a few chapters later, Isaiah 42, To open the eyes that are blind to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. Jesus has, Jesus can, and Jesus will heal the blind. He is a healer. He did it then. He wants to do it now. He gives sight to the blind. Yes. Another thing that struck me from this passage um, was that, that these people, uh, they'd gone, gone down with Jesus from, from the healing we heard about this morning, um, from Justin, uh, where Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Um, they would have heard all that was going on, all the commotion around that, they wouldn't have seen anything. Now, they were living in a time where we've, we've just worked out that, that they knew who Jesus was. They knew that he was the fulfillment of the prophecy. And they were living in a time really unique in history, um, a 33-year chunk where the Messiah was living on earth in human flesh. And they couldn't see him. <laughs> so what joy it would have been to have their eyes opened, to encounter Jesus, Jesus says, do you believe that I am able to do this? Again, it seems strange in answer to have mercy on us because actually it's through the mercy of God that we're able to receive healing. Faith is required for those who are blind. This doesn't mean that the amount of healing depends on the amount of faith that, uh, that they had. It means that because they had faith, they would receive healing. Now, I don't want to underplay faith tonight And I don't want to overplay it either, but there is a place for faith as we pray for people, as we expect to see people healed. Jesus offers an opportunity to the blind men for them to open up their hearts and to expose their own faith in him. We have the same opportunity tonight. Are we willing to open up and declare our faith in who Jesus is, in what he came to do, and then to see him do those things and greater things through the likes of us? He says, according to your faith, let it be done. Now, my wife and I uh, have just had our third child. Um, The pregnancy was full of complications um, after miscarrying uh, our baby just just weeks before um, them falling pregnant with our lovely Phoebe, who we've now got. um, One of the complications that Amy had was a low-lying placenta, um, which would have stopped Amy being able to give birth naturally. Now We spoke about it a lot, we prayed a little, um, and after our, our 28-week scan, the doctors advised it would be very unlikely to have a natural labour, and told us to prepare for a C-section. Now We got to a point where, although it wasn't what we wanted, and Amy was a little bit scared of what that would look like and, and be, we'd accepted it. We continued talking and praying a little bit, um, and I would say we, we actually both have very little faith that God would move. It was kind of a nice thought, oh, could, could God, or a question, could God actually do this? But somehow at our 36-week scan, the placenta completely moved out the way, um, and Amy was able to deliver our lovely little Phoebe uh, nearly four weeks ago now. Now, our, our level of faith wasn't important to God. <laughs> God was able to take the little faith we had, and maybe more from others who were praying with us, <laughs> And he was able to do something miraculous with moving something we were told would not move. The other other thing I want to emphasize tonight and remind us of is that healing is a sign. Let's not forget that these healings are a sign that points to something greater. They point to Jesus. They call for salvation. They draw us to eternal life in all its fullness. It points to Jesus, the giver of life. In John 20, Uh, verse 30 to 31, it says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Now, faith is important because it expresses a work of Jesus uh, that is already in our hearts. This is what he's interested in. There's a day coming for those who believe where all sickness, all disease, all blindness, death itself will be swallowed up yeah, yeah. and we will live in true freedom. Yeah. We mustn't miss that the healings Jesus performed and those that we have done and will do through his power in us are for his glory and to signpost towards a fullness of life in him. Yeah. He performed the miracle out of the public eye. Yeah. The, the two blind men called out to him in the in the crowd Um, and then it was when he was inside uh, when he had gone indoors um, that he performed the miracle and he he strictly uh, sternly warned them not to tell anyone and they did it anyway now Jesus ultimate mission was accomplished in his death and resurrection not in healing he needed to communicate a clear message based on forgiveness of sins and eternal life and not allow healing to distract from or miss the necessity of repentance and forgiveness and now while, while signs and wonders are amazing for those who don't know Jesus as their saviour they're irrelevant unless it draws them into a relationship with him it requires an eternal perspective from us that actually Jesus is in this for relationship and, and that's, that's what God spoke to me when I was, I was saying so why on all these occasions uh, does, does Jesus say don't tell anyone don't, don't go and every time they do <laughs> it's kind of like surely you knew um, and then the last thing just before we, uh, we respond um, I just want to touch on spiritual blindness I, f- I felt that there was a parallel with both the physical um, and the spiritual Jesus has the authority over both physical and spiritual Jesus has the authority to give sight to, to grant us understanding to give us faith to lift the darkness and to shine his light so that we would see And it's faith that restores spiritual sight, faith in Jesus. Hebrews 11 says, by faith we understand. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, says in 2 Corinthians 4. We need to pray against this so that Christ would be known and seen in glorious light. We need to stand against the God of this world, Satan, and take up our call to reach And to shine a light of the glory of Christ. Now, just I just want to respond um, to this passage. I want to pray for physical healing for for anyone who's who's got issues with their eyes. Um, I'd also love to to just um, to respond by looking and and asking you to to think and and pray about your your spiritual um, eyes. We're talking specifically about whether there's a lack of faith, whether there's a lack of understanding. Um, And I want to pray for fresh faith for us, that as we we continue to read, as we continue to open up the word of God to, to understand and to look at all the things Jesus did, the wonderful things he did, we want to do them too. We want to see them happen. We want to see his power at work in Crawley. So we, we need to be filled with his spirit. We need to be filled with a spirit of courage. Yeah. Um, Steve, can you just come and play your, your song? <laughs> um, um, so Steve's just going to lead us in a, a song he's written. Um, and then after that, we'll, we'll just get, get praying, get practical. Um, and if, you, if you're wanting to respond to any of that, which I'd love you to, because <laughs> I think we all do. Um, then we'll jump back in but let's just open ourselves up let's come come back to the throne throne of Jesus and yeah let's, let's stand together